Looking to buy or sell a home? Make sure you have the knowledge you need with a professional home inspection from National Property Inspections Fort Wayne, covering hundreds of homes' vital systems from roof to foundation. MPI also offers radon, mold, and pest inspections to give you complete peace of mind. Plus, every home inspection comes with a free six-month warranty. NPI is a veteran-owned, family-operated business that's proud to serve our local community. Call 260-705-9835 to schedule your inspection with MPI, Fort Wayne's premier home inspection service. Get $25 off your home inspection when you mention code NPI25. Hey there, my name is Tyler Morningstar, and I'm here with my co-host and mom, Carrie Morningstar. This is the Selling Fort Wayne podcast. This podcast is focused on all things real estate related in and around the Fort Wayne area. We'll also touch on some community events and some community outreach as well. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Selling Fort Wayne podcast. It is I, Tyler Morningstar, with my co-host, and I'm going to say it for you, and mother. What's your name? I don't know. What is it? (laughs) What? (laughs) Just say your name. Say your name. Say your name. (laughs) Hi, it's Carrie Morningstar here, sitting with my handsome son, whose hair is sticking up because he didn't wet it down this morning. Hi, honey. Good morning. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Hey, we have a pretty special guest, a guest that we've been working on to get here for quite a while. He's elusive. He's like Bigfoot. Can't quite can't quite corner him. He's actually somebody I've known since third grade. Second, I think. fourth grade. I think is when I officially remember meeting. Because I think you were, were were you the crew that was obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas in fourth grade. No, oh, that, that's a Brock Graham. <laughs> yes. that's a Brock Graham reference. Sorry, none of you are going to understand this. <laughs> Just cut all that. Um, yeah, but uh, Dan Swartz, I've known Dan a very, very long time. Dan's a great guy. Um, we're going to dive in a little bit with him. Anything you want to add before we jump into this stuff, Mom? No, I have appreciated Dan since I met him in the fourth grade at you Field Day. You were in fourth grade too? No, when Dan, he was in fourth grade, I was the helper at Field Day. <laughs> so I got to watch Dan run. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's run since. Have you, Dan? <laughs> that was it. That I'm was just your teasing, athletic Dan. Peak. <laughs> just teasing. So, Dan, um, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. Why don't you kind of introduce yourself to our audience and kind of what you do and kind of some of your titles and roles for what you have going on? Cool. A yeah. lot, of, lot, of, lot of things in the fire right now for Dan. Yep. So uh, Dan Swartz from Fort Wayne originally. Um, the two main projects right now are I'm executive director of Start Fort Wayne, which is an entrepreneurial service uh, support organization, uh, ESO. I'm going to use probably way too many acronyms. That's okay. For this That's all right. Um, uh, which is based downtown. Uh, a lot of people know us as a co-working space. Um, uh, we just support entrepreneurs, all types of entrepreneurs. 
So uh, that looks a little bit different depending on what we're doing, uh, but it's everything from connecting startup to professional services that they need to finding um, really specific technical skills depending on what the business is. And then also just kind of common sense also, like walking somebody through a business plan and being like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? The co-working space itself is just shared office space. So uh, I always like to say, like, we didn't invent co-working. We don't own co-working. We just saw that as a, a need in downtown specifically. And that started in 2016. And then completely different organization that I run is called Wunderkammer Company. That's a contemporary art center. So think an art gallery, but we work with performers, writers, any type of creative uh, endeavor, not just visual art. And that is uh, located on the south side of Fort Wayne, uh, right across from Packard Park, if your listeners would know Fort Wayne. <laughs> the old Casas yeah. on Fairfield. Dan. I had my first date with my wife in that building. That's a cool building. Yeah. Dan. Yes. Where did you come up with that name? Uh, yeah, so... Come on. Wait, yeah. and, and I want to make sure it's pronounced Wunderkammer. If you are being a proper German, yeah. then it's... Yeah, uh, so uh, Germans have switched their Vs and Ws, uh, but we don't care how people say it. So everybody asked me how we came up with the name. Partially, it was... Um, it's an art term, and so it kind of makes sense within the the visual art world. So the direct translation is wonder chamber, and those were the spaces where art was shown off before galleries and museums existed. So like uh, probably 1400s kind of like going way back. And back then, art was different than it is today, where it included a little bit of everything. It was just, it was more like novelty than it was uh, like if you walk into a museum today where it's almost kind of a library for art and it's kind of quiet and subdued. Wunderkammers were, uh, were music and fashion and food and everything was shown off, including the arts. And so it was more, a little bit more loud a little bit more, um, uh, to a certain degree, maybe a little bit more chaotic because there wasn't those structures in place. So we wanted to reference that and go back to it. Also, though, uh, and this is just part of my personality, I wanted everybody to be equally off their foot footing with it. So it disarms everybody <laughs> a little bit. And so we wanted to create a space where everybody could encounter a new thing equally and on equal footing with each other. And that's something that I'm really proud of what we've been doing. Um, so we just turned 15 on October 28th and then uh, we'll turn 10 years in that building this upcoming January. And so for the last 10 years, basically in that space, we've really tried to knit uh, different communities together that might not necessarily be next to each other. And so we think that the name partially helps us do that because everybody is confused by it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a it's like a communal art space. Yeah, like if an art gallery and a community center had a baby. Yeah, and again, when when you say art, I think a lot of people they go to pictures on a wall, yep. but it's not just that. I yep. mean, like you told me, you had a poetry reading yep. at your place. I mean, you guys have events at your at your space. Yep. So it's not come in here and just look at some stuff on the wall. It, it's it's the whole gamut of arts and culture, correct? Yep. Okay. And mixing the two, too. So, yeah. like, we would love when we can pair writers and visual artists mm -hmm. together. Or um, one thing that I really like is that looking at um, things that aren't considered art and then finding art in them. So uh, 
we haven't done this a lot because I'm it's just not my my personal skill, but uh, finding ways to mix technology and art. And so there's a local creative named Kurt Remke who's really great at that. Um, so he's a classically trained musician, but then he's just really smart and good at technological <laughs> things. So um, a lot of his projects have really tied technology and arts together. And I, I've loved every one of those projects just because I think it gets people to think mm-hmm. differently of what art can be. And, um, and just because that space itself is very, is kind of in a baby stage just because, um, and so there's a lot more possibility there. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Dan. Yes. Question. Yep. So you're involved, you started this art company, art gallery, art baby, whatever you're going to call it. Art baby. Art Art baby. baby. I like that. (laughs) Fun to comma. Art baby. Art baby. Art baby. (laughs) Did you, are you an artist? Do you do certain things? What what brought you to that level that you wanted to do that? Did you move away from Fort Wayne and then come back and then you got this idea? Because it seems pretty advanced for Fort Wayne for 10 years ago. Now we're kind of, we're in that groove and we're in that move. Yep. But um, 10 years ago, that would probably be very... Uh, some forward thinking. Yeah. So definitely everyone thought that I was crazy when this <laughs> pursuit was going on. So Just the word. So yeah. <laughs> and that didn't help. And the name didn't help at all. So uh, yeah. So I went to University of St. Francis and studied fine art and philosophy. Um, so they're the most marketable degree programs <laughs> that anyone can possibly pursue. Um, so there I studied uh, painting and printmaking. And so visual art is my background. And, and that's partially why I always try to stress we don't just do visual art just because uh, some people think that it's only visual art because that's my background. Um, but yeah, so then every everyone's favorite people, I said, I don't like this program and I dropped out and I moved to New York. And so I uh, may or may not have burned a couple bridges along <laughs> that trajectory, but I, I really needed to do that. Um, I just didn't feel like I was getting what I needed. I think that there's it's a great program. Everybody should do what they want to do there. Um, but for me, I really needed to see something different. And so I was I was talking to artists online. Uh, this would have been 2005. And I just kind of learned about the work that they were doing. Um, they were MFA uh, candidates at uh, uh, Columbia, which is based in Manhattan. And uh, basically, uh, through that connection, I was like, oh, I could maybe go out there and do something. And then I had a couple friends that moved out there. And um, basically, I just took the leap and moved to New York City in 2006. And that's where I consider that my uh, kind of my finishing of college or training somehow of just having to figure it out. Um, and that means figuring everything out, not just the art world, but just kind of f- living in that city. Uh, there, I worked at uh, a variety of spaces. So I worked in those artists' studio and got to see what an actual um, a professional artist looks like and kind of what their day-to-day business is. And luckily, just because of the timing of everything, that really helped me with a lot of different connections. So then I worked at nonprofit spaces, for-profit spaces, and got to see the business side of the art world, which that was something that I just... There was zero exposure to that locally, really. Um, I did work for, uh, Dr. Cashman had a gallery locally Mm -hmm. and I did work there, but, um, it just locally, we haven't really had an art market. We have more of an art community. And so really understanding that market function and the business side of the art world in New York, in New York helped me, um, grow. 
essentially. And so uh, that was where I really was able to uh, kind of coalesce the idea for this space and then brought it here. So the idea was always to bring it back, um, but I definitely think I had to go to, to learn about it. And same thing with the art world. It's just taken me places. That's something weird about the art world is that the geography doesn't exist in the same way. So I was also able to be in Beijing in 2011, and that really helped me too of just understanding the international art world um, in a different way. And so then 2012 was when I purchased the property, and then January of 2013 was when we opened the physical space. So before that, we did projects, but inconsistent, just whenever we could. A fun fact about Dan is he's kind of an amateur Fort Wayne historian. Oh, gosh, Dan, I love that. Dan has, Dan has given me some good insight onto some stuff that uh, we can maybe talk about a little bit later. But what I was going to say is, and obviously I'm not downplaying schooling at all, but it's funny how at the end of all things, experience is the ultimate teacher. It, it really is. Experience is the ultimate yep. teacher. So it's it's kind of cool that you that was the path you had to go to kind of... And that, that's kind of the full circle with Start Fort Wayne where, so I remember, and, and again, not trying to throw shade at anybody, but I remember right when we were able to drive, one of the first places that I went was JA mm. um, because I was like, I think I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I want to do, but yeah. I want to build things and sure. start stuff. And I really think that companies are interesting. I had no idea what a company was, <laughs> but I was like, I think I want those. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, now JA has a, a much more robust programming this was back in the day but they were just like mm, I don't know like take the the classes that like like we talk to the people that come into your school about it and I was like well I already do that like I already bugged all of them yeah <laughs> I want more stuff and so what's next what's next and and that was exactly what the where it's it's not to knock education at all I I love to learn things I think that everybody should always want to learn things um, but the structures kind of of education just never really fit for me and so um, and I just did them because I was told you're supposed to do that and mm-hmm. kind of followed the, uh, what do you say? Like just went with it mm-hmm. sort of. And then it was once I understood like, Oh, like what do I want to do? Okay. I need to map that out, break it down and step by step, figure that thing out yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of run with it. So. Well, let's kind of segue into start Fort Wayne. So yeah. if I'm an entrepreneur yep, and I hear this podcast, and I reach out to you, kind of break that down. What what am I looking at? What does that yeah. mean? Like, what's the next step? So, doesn't the city have some grants right now for new businesses? Uh, yeah. So there's always. So this is how I say it to everyone. There's always something for someone. You okay. just have to fit the the matrix together right. and figure out what you're doing and then what that next step is. So, so that's really there's a there's a really big community conversation right now about what is that next step? Like, mm-hmm. how does that happen? And so. Today, like right now, November 2022, um, the this there isn't a structure. So, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. So you come to start Fort Wayne, and yeah. we we do something. You go to the city, they do something. You go to Northeast Indiana Innovation Center, the NIC, um, which is Say out that by five times fast, right? <laughs> that's out by uh, PFW. Um, so there's there's all of these different entities. And essentially, there isn't a streamlined process Mm. to go through. So what we do at Start Fort Wayne essentially is like an intake process where it's just like, okay, who are you? What do you want to do? And what have you done so far? Does this have to pertain just to art or can it be anything? Oh, no. Yeah, this is anything. Um, And and 
art would be the the minority of projects that we're getting at Start Fort Wayne. Okay. Sure. Um, sometimes just because that's a network that I have, but but even then, it's typically an art person who wants to pursue a different uh, job or business or whatever they're trying to do. So so then that's really where we determine is this actually something that you want to do? Like, are you ready for it? And are you capable of doing it? And do you actually want to do that? So did you really want to start a business or um, really is this more of like a gig? Mm. Like, is this uh, uh, what I really don't like this term, but solopreneur. So like mm. uh, self-employment. So is it just that you don't want to work for somebody else and you want to work for yourself sure. and then, okay, then here's some options for you. But if you're really trying to start a business and hire employees and have like a larger structure, then we need to make sure that we get you whatever that structure is looking like. Is it an LLC? Is it a corporation? Who do you need to talk to? Um, do you have a team? Some cause, Because sometimes people are walking in and they're like, this is where I am, this is my team, but what are the specific incentives? Because that also is kind of a complex space where there's um, a lot of different paths that you can can go down. Other people are saying, like I did, like when I walked into Junior Achievement and when I was 16, are just like, I want to do this, but I don't know what I want to do. And I don't know how to even figure out what I want to do. So that looks very different in the way that we're interacting with you. So that's one of the hard things about it is it's just it's very complex and there's not an easy way of just saying step one is X. Uh, step one is typically introducing yourself to someone in that ecosystem. So that's a word that I use a lot. So ESOs, Entrepreneur Support Organizations, that would be Start Fort Wayne, a SEED, which is um, a Summit City Entrepreneur Enterprise District that is really closely associated with the city, um, the NIC, and then there's a lot of other ones, Junior Achievement included as an ESO, even though it's a, a little bit different in that it's more, much more heavily educational than it is kind of providing discrete resources like space or capital or etc. Um, but yeah, so there's this network of organizations and right now there isn't a, a streamlined way of getting through that. And so that's something that we pursued in 2021 um, in collaboration with the Community Foundation of Greater Fort Wayne and Don Wood Foundation was to uh, do a pretty intense study of our entrepreneur ecosystem and then uh, basically let the entrepreneurs themselves tell us what is needed. One of the really big things that came out of that was uh, kind of a lack of information or a lack of data and a need to collect that data. And then second piece was um, a roadmap, essentially, like what are the resources that are there? And so what has come out of that is a conversation of what will likely be a technological solution so that it is happening 24 seven in the background um, and so my uh, vision for this um, is that it is essentially a, a platform or like an app that you can say, this is where I am. And then there will be kind of automated processes so that we can do that intake form as quickly as possible and without human hours associated with it. And then uh, kind of prep each entrepreneur to access the specific things that they need. So one of the things that we've really found through that study was we have a lot of resource, like an, an enormous amount of resources basically to start your business. But then once you have a business, say that you have three employees and you are making a few hundred thousand dollars a year, there's almost no resources to get you to a million. 
mm. or 10 million to grow that, the middle part. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The growth phase. And, and so then there's this gap kind of between the entrepreneurial programming, which I will say the ESOs and then like economic development, more hard economic development, which is typically for larger businesses. And, what I'm very hopeful, what, what inspires me to do this work is we're creating those businesses. So like it's in the water in Fort Wayne because we have a robust business community. So they're being created. Entrepreneurs are figuring it out on their own. But how can we speed that up and how can we help them? Well, so, and how much better could they be with resources? Exactly. And, and that's where I think the parallels between, and this is something that I think might might annoy some people and might make other people laugh. Um, but the parallels between the arts and entrepreneurship are very similar mm. in the, like, I can't make a painting for you. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can talk to you about your painting and I can say, well, this is working and this isn't working and maybe consider doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. Mentorship. Same, it's mentorship. Yep. Coaching. It, it's very similar with entrepreneurship. Like I'm not creating an entrepreneur if I'm doing the work for them, mm-hmm. but if I can provide them some sort of an inspiration or a spark to go in a right direction or an access to a specific resource that they didn't have. So a lot of this is really identifying what you are doing, providing discrete resources and then getting out of your way. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big part of it that we don't talk about mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is okay, let's provide you something, but then I need to exit and I need to see what did you do with that? Mm -hmm. Because then if you're just holding it and waiting for me to take you to the next step, then you're probably not an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's okay. That's okay. 100%. Like we just need to find, okay, what is is good for you? Mm -hmm. And then that Mm off-ramp side of it. And so- Talked about the mentorship. Talk about trying to provide growth. So let's also then. Was also this your baby? Start Fort Wayne. No. So that's a, if that's okay to go into this for a second. So it was created in twenty, uh, technically twenty fifteen, um, but uh, fully incorporated in twenty sixteen. So there's a founding uh, board of directors, and so then I took it over in uh, July of twenty twenty. And Wunderkammer's board actually became Start Fort Wayne's board also, which is very rare. Um, but we saw this as being uh, basically something bad for the for the community if we lose it. And so we wanted to intervene. And then we were able to get support from the Fullinger Foundation uh, to do a board capacity building grant to recreate the Start Fort Wayne board. So that just, that process happened over 2021, a little bit of 2022. And so the new Start Fort Wayne board just went into place um, May of 2022. So what I was going to ask is, you mentioned shared office space. Can you kind of mm-hmm. break that down for someone who's listening who's like, oh, this sounds like a really cool program. What, yeah. what does that What does that look like? Yeah, so it's, it's pretty basic. Um, so we have a co-working space downtown on Berry Street between Calhoun and Harrison. So right in the core of downtown. And uh, we offer uh, different types of membership. So there's no leases. It's month-to-month membership um, for access to the space. And that uh, looks like different things. So that's everything from our virtual membership. So it means that you get member rate, member rates on renting office space, um, uh, meeting space, the, if you're just popping in kind of, and then also mail service. So we've identified that that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs in town are kind of truly virtual in the way that they do their business, but they still need some centralized kind of point uh, just 
to exist legally. Like they need a mailing address. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also just being able to to use meeting space when they need it. And typically that's downtown because I don't know, their lawyer, their accountant, their banker, somebody is downtown with them. So that's our, our lowest tier, that's $75 a month. Then uh, our other memberships are all physical space-based. So our general membership means that uh, you have 24-hour access to the building, but you don't have a assigned space. Um, so we have just like open areas where you can set up a shop and then you take it with you. Um, and so that's 110 a month. Then $200 a month is our pro desks. And so that's an assigned desk with lockable storage. And like you can have your workspace set up all the time. Also 24-7 access. Then our uh, private offices, two-person and four-person, those are 420 and 820 a month. So uh, a concise uh, membership model. And that's something that we are really, we're always actively looking at because those things change over time, like the needs of of just the business community are going to change. So for instance, we've had a wait list on our private offices forever. Um, We don't have enough and we don't have um, enough variety of sizes for them. That's just something that we have gotten kind of locked into though. Like you can't just kind of rip out walls and move walls easily. So uh, that's something that we're really looking into is additional spaces um, and and particularly uh, that private office model at the right size, but also we're, we're finding uh, just different types of uses of the space. So our meeting rooms are getting rented like crazy by non-members right now because of the location downtown. So it's basically the cheapest way to have physical space downtown for a project. So uh, we're trying to articulate that into uh, like, for instance, for photographers and videographers, like what is a maybe a package deal mm. that would make sense for them. So yeah, so we're always we're always kind of uh, pivoting on what that membership looks like and for who and how and yeah. Who owns the building? <clears throat> so we're in. Uh, thank you for saying that. I don't. I don't think I actually said our exact location. So no. uh, we're above Hoke Associates, which is the architecture firm that's like directly across from the PNC building entrance uh, on Berry Street. So it's an architecture firm, um, and uh, they own the property. And then we're on the upstairs suite, and they're in the downstairs suite. And I believe it's one of the oldest buildings downtown or one of the older buildings downtown? Well, that's a nice segue into (laughs) Dan's amateur Fort Wayne. Let's see more questions about that. How are you going to find more space? Are well, you looking? Yeah, I was going to say, are there going to be satellite? Yeah. So, so the concept right now is to um, have essentially multiple spaces. So one membership, but access to multiple spaces. So we've had um, some really good conversations with uh, entities outside of Fort Wayne, actually. So. I don't think I should name them specifically right now just because we don't have uh, set deals, but essentially uh, so that our membership model allows you to start a regional business. Um, So one membership getting you access to multiple sites throughout the region so that you can pop in and use those spaces however you feel a need to, um, but also to address the the larger number of remote workers who live out throughout the region and just need a space to work and um, entrepreneurship throughout the region. Uh, rural entrepreneurship is something that's uh, a very a large topic right now in America because rural spaces are, are tending to be disinvested in, in, in certain ways and uh, entrepreneurship is a path for those communities to grow their own wealth. So are you looking for more buildings downtown? Because it just seems since our downtown area is growing like crazy and you said that, you know, 
you know, the meeting spaces and so forth are full. So are you hitting up other businesses or developers or owners and trying to figure out what's available? So there is a concept that we're working on for additional space downtown too. Uh, but right now, most of our conversations have been outside of downtown um, just so that there's uh, kind of that diversity of, variety. of office space. Yeah. Yep. But there has been a conversation specifically for the private offices downtown. Well, I'm going to put I'm going to put Dan. Is there anything else you want to add about that before we move on to? Um, Fort there's Wayne just stuff? so much information. I'm sitting here like. Ah. <laughs> I know Dan's very well, good at like laying stuff out, isn't he? So oh. I guess if just in general, if anybody wants to contact me, it's Dan at startfortwayne.com and all spelled out. Um, and that'll be in the show notes for people that are listening. Okay. That'll be in there as well. Yeah. I'm in awe, Dan. I mean, I just Thank remember you. you running your little tail off in fourth grade, and and now look at you. I'm sitting here going, I'm in awe of this young man. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much. Okay. Ask Dan some Fort Wayne stuff. <laughs> okay. We're going to put you on the spot. That's what, yeah. Grow Dan. Me. Yeah. Dan, what's the state sandwich? What? Uh. <laughs> That's not Fort Wayne. Um... It's got to be the pork tenderloin, right? Yep. Uh, I wouldn't have said. I was going to say cheese toasty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a close second. What's the... I love that you call it a cheese toasty, It's by a the cheese way. toasty. It's not a grilled cheese. Sorry. I love it. Sorry, everybody. Um, I love toasty. Um, okay. Since that was a state, I'll give you one more state. Okay. Then, okay I'm okay. sure you know the state bird. Uh, yes. Card- Dan's back and forth. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. I was, you the I state was, flag next. I was, I was not no, prepared No, the state pie. State pie. Mm. Come on, this is a good one. Mm. I'm going to guess apple. No. You'd think with apple seed. With Johnny Appleseed. Rhubarb. No, sugar cream. Oh. (laughs) I didn't know we had an official pie. (laughs) Mr. Sell let us down. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Sell. That was. What year was Fort Wayne founded? Oh. um, 1792. Four. Dang it. Yeah, I was going to say. It's got to be old, right? Yeah. Yeah. What so, what are the name of the three rivers that come through Fort Wayne? Oh, um, St. Mary's, uh, St. Joseph, and Mummy. Mr. Yes. Anderson would be proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we why, were in fifth grade why together. Do they, <laughs> why do they call it the Summit City? Because uh, we're at the uh, peak of the Continental Divide, or however you say that, where uh, our elevation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> okay, we're going to put you on the spot. Okay. What are some cool or interesting, unusual things that you kind of know about the history of Fort Wayne that maybe most people don't really know? One thing that just we weren't taught in school, or I don't remember learning this in school at least, is this entire area from like Defiance, Ohio to Wabash was called the Great Black Swamp. And so climate wise, that's why like we're overcast all the time and we're like muggy in the summer and we have a lot of rain and that's what feeds those rivers so like we're living in a swamp basically (laughs) that in the 1800s i believe that's where we got all of the immigrants that moved here the the first wave of immigrants that, Mm -hmm. that moved here because um it was really rich soil if you drained it but mm. like it was backbreaking work to like drain a swamp, but that's where the farming came from because it's been like ten thousand years of rich soil that like could become farmland. So I there's didn't know that. there's Do something. You know that? <laughs> yeah. What else you got? This is good. Dan so, is a wealth of knowledge. So then building off of that, that's why the uh, Kikianga, the um, the Miami 
capital basically was here because that's where the three rivers merged. That's why it was a swamp also because of flooding and stuff. So that um, Native American tribe was the, the tribe that could navigate the swamp. And so European, I believe it was fur traders at the time, but whoever, whatever they were doing, traders of whatever kind, they couldn't navigate it because it was just literally like three rivers that then kind of just accumulate into a gigantic swamp. And so that's where like commerce started way before we started as a city um, because Kikianga and the Miami people, from my understanding, which I'm definitely not a historian on the Miami people, but um, from my understanding, they were kind of the merchant tribe to where they spoke multiple languages among the native tribes and they negotiated contracts kind of for moving goods through way before Europeans came here. So then when the Europeans encountered them, and I'm, I'm sure that there was warfare and, and not good things, obviously, because of the history of the space. But the initial contact was just like, oh, hey, you want to sell some stuff? Like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like an immediate, oh, you're an outsider and we hate you. It was like, hey, like get in line because they're moving this over here. And OK, you want to move some fur. So I feel like it's entrepreneurship and commerce is like literally baked into the, the culture and the physical space of this of this place. And I find that really fascinating. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Dan, it's been great. I know you have a meeting. You got to get to. So you want to, one more time, um, give your contact information for anybody that might be interested in in getting in touch with you? Yeah, so um, uh, any entrepreneurs, any people thinking they might want to be an entrepreneur, uh, hit me up. My email is dan at startfortwayne.com, all spelled out in D-A-N. Awesome. Well, I'm Tyler Morningstar. This is carry Morningstar. Our information is also available in the show notes. Anything you want to add? Yeah, Dan, it was great. I have been sitting here just, you are a wealth of knowledge. I just, when can you come back? Hit we'll me do, up we'll do a part yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Thank right, you very that much sounds for good. Me. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Bye, you guys.